jump like kangaroo And I jump down by squat a blue And I'm a very good company And I jump up my young kwa kwala And I go go jump kulo puta And I jump up my young tabaza And I love this and more And I love this one more baby say
coming into the United States and 41 million Asians. You have been the majority minority for 400 years in this country. You're going to get, you have been the number two population for 400 years. You're going to get kicked out of being number two. You're going to go down and become number four. Now, common sense, even a third grade education would tell you, if you didn't get anything when you were number two, You all jumped ahead of me, but anyway, you can guess what you're going to get when you become number four.
One of the most diabolical anti-black racist practices that the United States government has consistently done throughout the years to undermine the descendants of American slavery has been the way in which they consistently make it a point to prioritize the well-being and financial prosperity of immigrants over their very own black citizens. Now please hear me clearly, because the argument that I'm going to make here is an old one. This is an argument that Martin Luther King Jr. has made multiple times, but you don't have to believe me, because I'll let King tell you himself. There has never been a single, solid, determined commitment on the part of the vast majority of white Americans on the question of genuine equality for the black man. In 1863, the Negro was freed from the bondage of physical slavery through the Emancipation Proclamation. But he wasn't given any land to make that freedom meaningful. You know, it was something like having a man unjustly imprisoned for 30 or 40 years and suddenly you discover that he's innocent, that he's been unjustly jailed for 30 or 40 years, and then you simply go up to the man and say, now you are free, but you don't give him any bus fare to get to town. You don't give him any money to buy any clothes to put on his back. You don't give him any money to get on his feet so that he can rise up once more as a man. But this is what happened to the black man in America. And we must remember this, that at the very same time when America refused to give the black man anything, they said you're free. He was left penniless, illiterate, standing out in a situation not knowing what to do and where to go. But we must not forget that at the same time the Negro was being treated like this. America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest. It says that our country was willing to undergird it's white peasants from Europe with an economic flaw. And it refused to undergird its black peasants who were brought in chains from Africa with an economic flaw. And so emancipation for the Negro was freedom to hunger. It was freedom to the winds and rains of heaven. It was freedom without a roof over their heads. Freedom without bread to eat. Freedom without land to cultivate it was freedom and famine at the same time. And it is a miracle that the Negro has survived. So as you can clearly see, this has been going on for over a century. This includes Asian immigrants. Asian immigrants have always been welcomed into this country on the basis of education and employment. And furthermore, they've been favored over black Americans as well. Everything that I'm saying right now can be backed up by history and data. 
And I'll be going more into detail about this in a future video, but let this much sit on your mind for a moment. Between 1950 and 1964, 6,000 Korean students entered the United States, many of whom were professionals like medical doctors, lawyers, and professors. Now let me back it up for a moment so you can really process what I just said. While you were fighting court battles like Brown versus Board of Education, literally risking your life to get a decent education, the U.S. government was flying in Korean students, giving them access to institutions that you were barred from. Brothers and sisters, please stop letting other people of so-called color make comparisons to the plight and struggles of the descendants of American slavery. It is not the same on any level. But let's move on, because I digress. Now... Currently, we're headed into the Biden-Harris administration, and what they're going to do is prioritize roughly 9 million Hispanic immigrants and the Hispanic community at large over the black community. Now, how do I know this? I know this because that's what Joe Biden said he was going to do. You don't believe me? Here's Joe Biden in his own words telling you what he's going to do after being asked a very direct question about reparations for the descendants of American slavery. Vice President Biden, do you support reparations? Well, let me, since I haven't spoken on this, get a chance. Um, number one, the reason we're the country we are is because of immigration. We've been able to cherry pick the best from every single continent. The people who come here have determination, resilience. They are ready to stand up and work like the devil. We have 24 out of our 100 children in our school today is Hispanic. The idea that we are going to walk away and not provide every opportunity for them is not only stupid and immoral, but it's bad for America. They are the future of America, and we should invest in them. Everybody will benefit from it, every single American. And you should get used to it. This is a nation of immigrants. That's who we are. That's why we're who we are. That's what makes us different, and we should invest in it. Thank you, Mr. Biden. Senator Klobuchar, you have your hand up. He even goes on to say this on his website on the page titled Joe Biden and the Latino Community, and it reads like this. Biden has worked with and supported the Latino community for decades, standing shoulder to shoulder with President Obama to pass the landmark Affordable Care Act, strengthening workers' rights and defeating the National Rifle Association to ban assault weapons and higher capacity magazines. Further, during the Obama years, the high school dropout rate among Latinos were reduced by more than half. The administration's economic recovery programs helped to slash Latino unemployment to 5.9% in 2016, down from a nearly 13% peak in 2009. Now, here's the important part. And Biden led the administration's Central America strategy, securing $750 million to invest in the security and prosperity of El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras, so fewer families would ever have to make the unforgiving journey north. So hold on just a moment. $750 million. You know what? I'm not going to go on that tangent right now. Let's just keep on moving forward. Joe Biden knows the Latino community and they know him. He will be ready on day one to implement the changes needed for the Latino community to thrive. I repeat, he will be ready day one to implement the changes needed for the Latino community to thrive. So what does that all actually mean for black America? Well, I'll let Dr. Claude Anderson answer that question and then we'll get back to the discussion. 
we're going to have an unending influx of immigrants into the country. And that's what Dr. Price is talking about. And nobody, no black politician, no black organization wants to deal with that issue. They will avoid it at all costs, even though in their hearts they know that's one of the biggest problems for black folk. We anticipate in the next 10 to 12 years, approximately 8 to 6 million Hispanics coming into the United States and 41 million Asians. You have been the majority minority for 400 years in this country. You're going to get, you have been the number two population for 400 years. You're going to get kicked out of being number two. You're going to go down and become number four. Now, common sense, even a third grade education would tell you, if you didn't get anything when you were number two, <laughs> you all jumped ahead of me, but anyway, you can guess what you're going to get when you become number four. The great Dr. Claude Anderson spent 30 plus years warning us about this moment. And here we are. Shout out to Jim Clyburn, John Lewis, Sheila Jackson Lee, and all of the other great politicians that were supposed to be representing the black community. You have done a phenomenal job. Thank you so much in protecting the black community. But all sarcasm aside now, and in all seriousness, you have to start asking yourself, what does it mean to be fourth on the population list while at the same time being the poorest group of people in this country? Well, Dr. Claude Anderson, please take it away again. And the worst part about it is as you, be, as you descend and go down to number four, those other groups gonna go up. And as they go past you, you're gonna have major racial clashes in this country. You have fights all over this country between blacks and Hispanics, blacks and Asians, blacks and poor whites. And black folk cannot fight all these groups. Everybody can all not always be against black folk. They know that we are vulnerable and we are defenseless. And we cannot fight those groups. Now let me elaborate on what Dr. Claude Anderson was talking about because when he's talking about fights and clashes, he's not talking about physical violence. He's talking about politics. For example, I did a video back in November of 2019 titled Chinese Immigrants Attempt to Block Affirmative Action in Washington State. And that video was based on this article that's here in front of you from the Seattle Times titled Washington Voters Narrowly Rejecting Affirmative Action in Referendum 88. Another example would be this New York Times article titled A Blank Relief Fund Was Only for Black Residents. Then Came the Lawsuits. Oregon earmarked $62 million to explicitly benefit black individuals and business owners. Now some of the money is in limbo after lawsuits alleging racial discrimination. Now when you go on to read this article, what you'll find out is that the lawsuit was brought on by two white business owners and a Hispanic business owner. Now let's take a moment to read a portion of this article. Supporters of the fund argued that the 62 million accounted for about 4.5% of what the state received, leaving plenty for residents who are not black. They also noted that other blank related funds were tailored in a way that allowed them to almost exclusively benefit particular racial and ethnic groups. A $10 million fund created by the state that largely benefits undocumented Latino immigrants and one created by Portland officials to aid a district of largely Asian owned businesses. 
So now the question is simply to be asked, what's the problem here? If everyone is getting their money, why is it that as soon as it's time for you to get your slice of the pie, now all of a sudden everybody has a problem and they want to bring on lawsuits and they want to form coalitions to block policy that could possibly help you? How come everybody has a problem when it's your turn to get a slice of the pie? That's the question. And that's what you'll be dealing with moving forward and that's going to increase. If you're not willing to play ball with that people of color, minority and marginalized groups game, anytime you make efforts to secure policy for the black community, you're going to see this type of pushback and people coming together to block it just to stop you. But hear me clearly, because I've been holding off on saying this for quite some time now. But the fact of the matter is that we don't have any more time. There's no more time for me to hold out on and for me to be quiet on and to be worried about your feelings. I just got to tell you the truth. If you are unable to secure any tangibles for the black community within this Biden-Harris administration, black America as a whole is finished. In my personal opinion, we only have this administration the next four years to get something together. If I'm being generous, I'll say 2030. So that's nine years from now. That's this administration, another administration, and then a bonus year. That's if I'm being generous. But how I personally feel, you have only this administration to get some tangibles on the table that specifically benefit the black community. Because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, the numbers don't lie. By 2065, you will be fourth on the population list. And by 2053, the median wealth of black Americans will have fallen to zero. By 2053, the median wealth will have fallen to zero, and by 2064, you'll be fourth on the population list. How do you think that future is going to look for us? You tell me. It's the fourth quarter, there's nine minutes left, and we're down by 45 points. That's the reality. I've been holding off on being this honest with you for quite some time now, but I cannot hold off anymore. Now understand, there's one of two things that have to be done, if not both. You're either going to have to secure reparations and a black agenda, or we are going to have to get serious about getting into tech. I've been talking about that since late 2019 with my video series titled, Brother Please Hear Me Out. We are currently within the beginning stages of the fourth industrial revolution. The tech door is wide open right now. If we are unable to secure reparations in a black agenda and we also allow this current window that's open as we're entering the fourth industrial revolution, if we allow that window to close and we did not make significant leaps and bound in the tech world with all of the free resources that are currently available to learn how to code and do a multitude of other things, if we allow that door to close by 2030, you can stick a fork in it, brothers and sisters. We're done. We're done. And that's just the reality. We're finished. So I hate to end the video on such a somber note, but the reality is the reality. The numbers don't lie. It's right there in front of your face. The only question is, where do we go from here? But that'll be for another video. So until the next time, 
please make sure you hit that subscribe button as well as the bell notification next to the subscribe button so you can be notified whenever I release a new video. Make sure you text TD Hip Hop to number 33222. That's TD Hip Hop to number 33222. That way you'll get a direct text notification whenever I release a new video, but it will also serve as a protection plan for myself in case YouTube ever gives this channel the axe. I will be able to send you a direct link to where you can find me next. All social media links will be pinned in the comment section below. And lastly, but certainly not least, for those of you who have been subscribed to this channel for quite some time now and have a love and appreciation for the work that I put in on this channel, you can show your support towards me by showing love on Patreon for only $3 a month. That will help put me in position to be able to take TD Hip Hop Media off of YouTube. Remember, the goal is not to grow big on YouTube, but to grow independent of YouTube. Until the next video, peace. Position to kill poverty. Snuck it to Quempers of Sydney, Harley, please. Not after kid with many different currencies. Blood check disease. She know like he got on naughty. But she got your pump if you give her cuckoo. Walk up on Transamati. Till I let me be. She come with your local. Baby, make a kid be solid. I even mix some with a little walk out. You will me dead, any 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 dead,